0: So the shitty yep, free be program work. is working, and uh, to be fair, the one I bought in the Humble <laughs> Bundle for like $12, and I mostly wanted the video editing software.
1: <laughs>
0: Not so reliable, it turns out.
1: That's right. I got my um, video editing software from a Humble Bundle, and it's really good.
0: Yeah? Uh, yeah, same. Vegas is mm. solid, um, although I'm annoyed at the... I point. didn't get
1: Vegas, I got... Uh, Cyberlink. Cyberlink. Yeah, so there's a yeah. the thing yep.
0: with the Cyberlink one where it won't activate after a year. Hello and
2: welcome to Player 2 Pixel Cast. I don't know what the number is. We'll fix it in post. Um, oh, no, we won. It's, no, it's 54. <laughs> no, it's episode 54. Uh, my name is Ken and I'll be your host today. And joining me um, is R. Well, plural. R. Joining me today are Matthew Hewson, editor in chief. Howdy, howdy. And Tim Henderson,
0: Pixelcast's Chief-in-Chief. Who is slightly despairing at the fact that all you had to do was look at an email title from the last... It was at like 10 minutes ago to no, get the No, I know. Number. I know what I was... I, I knew what I was doing. Yeah, you um, knew. Yeah. Ken, no... Yeah, I forgot. Like, Split Second is like your favorite racing game. You know how to control a car crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and...
2: You know, I I say often that I come into this with like very low levels of preparation, but I'm not that bad. There are some standards I still maintain. Anyway, you're one of the few people um, who ever draws
0: notes, so writes notes. I forgot English. Cool.
2: This is a great start. (laughs) On today's episode um we're going to be talking about new and emerging genres of games things that we like things that we wish would come back things that we wish would appear out of the ether to fulfill our gaming dreams um but before we get into that you know juicy topic we're going to be talking about some of the games we've been playing and i'm going to throw to you first tim because i don't know anything about the tourist
0: okay um it's the tourist with a y Apparently it's on Xbox now, but I'm playing on Switch and It is probably the best looking Switch game I have ever seen, like quite comfortably. I don't know if this is somewhat biased by the fact that I've been playing a bunch of like not properly optimized indie stuff, but this thing is just running smooth as buddy, is clean and crisp as you could be. It's very stylized. Um if you remember was it old PS3 it's weird to call PS3 games old. Um 3D dot heroes. Like, yep. it's got that very intentionally blocky thing oh, yep. going on, but man, mm. it look, it's vibrant, it's colourful, it's got character. Um, it's... It's... The appeal for me at the moment is I'm only a couple of hours in. Aside from the fact that it runs smooth as butter in the last couple of games I've played have definitely not run smooth as butter. Is that it's simultaneously really familiar and comforting, but also just a little bit difficult to describe. So... Yeah. So...
2: The, no, no, sorry, I was just going to cut you off there only because I saw a bit of a gameplay... Well, not trailer. I saw a trailer, and I have no idea what's going on.
0: <laughs> the thing is, like, any... In the game, it feels like, yeah, I feel like I've been here before, but you put them all together, and it's just like a little bit off-kilter. But, I mean, it's for the tourists, and you play as what... Look, I want to say the game has a distinctly 80s vibe, but a part I got to on the weekend had a kid flying a drone around, so now I don't know when exactly it's set. But, you're playing this guy who looks like the quintessential sleazy 80s tourist, actually, like, down with, like, the little, kind of, red Hawaiian shirt and, like, the handlebar moustache. Um, you just roll up on what is called Tourist Island. And effectively, you're told there is a bunch of things called monuments, which are effectively big stone statues that house small, at least so far, small almost elder-like dungeons. I think the twist here is though that you you have you can jump, but jumping on things generally only makes you bounce. So it is actually very very puzzle-centric, including how you actually take um, down any said, and there have been a couple of boss encounters so far, but it's. Like, you don't get a sword, you don't get a shield. It's very much about actually navigating and just very simple puzzle solving. And you kind of finish the first one. And this whole idea of, like, these legendary tourists and stuff is very weird. And very cute, kind of, the way it's kind of playing off, I guess, particularly stuff like Uncharted, where, like, video games, a lot of the time, these things where you go to different places are kind of like this cheesy tourism pretending to be an important adventure. And this is just owning it. Like, hold up, and so you gradually get different maps to different areas with monuments, which you then go and complete a small dungeon and get the thing. And I've finally gotten to this point where I've been given a map and I've been told, you will not necessarily find the next monument on this island, so you're going to need to find some clues of your own. So I'm getting the feeling the game is going to start opening up quite a bit. Now, although one thing I think is going to be merciful because this is the sort of thing that might drive me mad if I like miss one clue is each island is very actually quite compact and I don't know if that's a smart design decision or just a limitation of the switch which they were clearly developing for because again this game just runs like butter they have this thing is optimized for that platform
2: I'm still trying to struggle, like, is this an, an adventure? Is it, like, a Zelda-esque adventure game?
0: Zelda's not far off, but also not quite right. This is what I'm saying when I was like, it, like, it feels yeah. familiar, yeah. but it's always not quite there. Because before we started recording,
2: like, Huzo said, like, it's kind of Fez. Like, reminded him Fez. And I'm, like, and then, then hearing you describe it, I'm like, where's the Fez element?
1: I'm... The puzzles, I would say, like... From I have only played about an hour of it, and the puzzles uh, in the monuments struck me as almost Fez-like, not as complicated. Basically, as Nothing Fez. anywhere Fez
0: near goes, as complicated as Fez
1: goes quite down the down the rabbit hole puzzle-wise. But um, mm. yeah, that's it, it, it. I guess part of the presentation and stuff reminded me a bit of Fez too. I think it's that blockiness. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Would- but it's like.
2: Is it a puzzle game? Is it an adventure game? It's kind. I there, mean, there's, there a, there's there definitely a, a bit
0: of a Zelda. There's a hint of. There's a hint that maybe there's a story, but I doubt it's anything earth-shattering. It's it's literally like you're some dude on holiday who's going adventuring. Um, you still like get yeah. power-ups in like this. There's a shop there, and you can't. You literally buy a double jump. You literally buy a dash. Um, it's got a whole bunch of like little mini games, like. I mentioned a kid with a drone just when I was like suddenly to feel like, yeah, this is definitely quite 80s. Maybe it's set in the 80s. Because in the same island, there's a record store. Although I guess that's back in fashion now. Who so can very much attest to that? Um, The kid's drone there, and like there's just like a, a whole bunch of mini games you can do, and then you get very Mario esque kind of coins. It's just a whole bunch of really familiar stuff just plucked from here and there and like put together into this kind of overworld. And Old School Zelda is the best comparison, but at, at the same time, it's really. Not quite right. Like, there's more town stuff. It's like mini-games in a town that will eventually lead to a small puzzle-focused dungeon. And so far, it's a repeat, but where I'm up to, the game has just started to open up a little bit. Hmm. I'm seeing Huso here, who has played it, also trying to get his head around.
1: No, no, no. it, It is. Like, Zelda's probably a really... Zelda... Old school Zelda, of, yeah. yeah. By but way of is a there, puzzle game, more than yeah. like Zelda has little puzzles in it, but this seems to be definitely more puzzle focused. There's no Zelda combat way. so far, like yeah.
0: But is there a, is there a, is there a plot though? Is there no, a- not narration. much in the is way of a- an overarching plot? There's an indication that there could okay. be something that's going to come up, but I I doubt there'll be anything super earth changing. Mm. It's the premise is literally you're on holiday and now you just something to do with monuments and you're going around. Yeah. They mentioned it's gorgeous, so it looks yeah. really, really good. Apparently, it's also enhanced for Xbox One and One X and that version, which seems completely pointless, but I imagine that is blindingly sharp.
1: <laughs> it, it, look, it looked good for what it was, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, getting a Bugatti to do your deliveries. Sure, it'll do the job, but it's probably a bit overkill. <laughs>
2: That is a very, very, very good analogy. But also, like, you gotta know what a Bugatti is.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Ferrari. Everyone knows a Ferrari. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Expensive car. Just say expensive car. Batmobile. It's
2: a very particular expensive car. But um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know how to segue this into the next game. We're gonna be talking about. So we're just gonna do a hard left turn. As is the norm. As is the norm, especially when I'm in the host chair, let's talk about Outriders, the demo that Hughes has been playing.
1: Okay, so uh, Outriders is from People May Fly, the cats behind uh, Bulletstorm, which was a kind of a bit of a fun fave of mine, like it was never a world breaker. It's pretty good. It did some really cool stuff with combat. It's underappreciated.
0: It was also weird yeah. watching the whole American press not understand that game completely understood what it was.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was an odd odd sort of anomaly in an era of cover shooters and things mm. like that. And funnily enough, this is a cover shooter. <laughs> 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 but, but there's a catch. So uh, essentially it starts out, uh, hum- humanity is escaping Earth. Earth is uh, like, it's screwed it's it's fucked so they've just got on the plane i got a couple of spaceships and headed off towards this planet they've scoped at about 82 years away very easily done yep so uh they've done that they're in cryo for all that time they get to this planet um and the outriders are the like scouts they they land first and go and check out the, the scene make sure it's all okay um And as they land, uh, there's a dickhead in charge who kind of overrules them and starts getting people to land without the outriders giving the okay. And then a storm hits, everything goes to hell. Your character gets, like, really badly damaged and someone drags them and shoves them back into cryo in the hope that they'll heal. And uh, that kind of... Then all of a sudden you're woken up 38 years in the future.
0: Wait, can I I just rewind on this plot a little bit? I mean, it's obviously intentionally stupid.
1: But yeah, just it is. the thing is, also quite cool concept. Like, it, it, no, it it's is. a fun
0: concept. But what I'm but there's yeah. an extra level of stupidity. that's like kind of subtly woven in there is so the Earth screwed. We're running away. Presumably that's mankind's fault.
1: I have yes, to presume we
0: basically let capitalism run its natural course. We basically destroyed the planet looking for oil.
1: Used all the resources. It's fucked. You know, it, New York froze screwed. over. Yeah. Everywhere else flooded.
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then we get there and we still have not learned the lesson that maybe we should listen to the scientists who follow protocol. We just let some dickhead in charge. Yep. When we're trying to colonize another planet, we're still letting the oil barons run the show.
1: And he's he's such an obvious bad guy. He does everything short of, like, twirling his mustache to prove that he's a bad guy. You know, absolute prick. You know, it as soon, you just know, as soon as he turns up, I'm gonna have love to shoot.
0: Love that we've that destroyed guy. the planet, and the idea that we're still leaving this guy in charge. You know, he's the person yeah. who got us in that situation in the first place.
2: Yeah. Well, you find that part funny. The the part I find funny is that your character is ostensibly, you know, shoved into an ice box, woken yeah. up, only to be shoved into, into an ice box again. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> as as a, like a last ditch effort, and then, but when they wake up again, so basically. Uh, it, humanity's still stuck in this one valley they landed in. Now, it, you, know, you found a signal before you got put in, um, coming from outside of this valley, before you got put in the icebox the second time. And uh, that signal's still going, but people can't get out of this valley because of this storm. They call it the anomaly. Um, and most people that get caught in the storm get killed. Uh, like, get it, It's like changes DNA or something like that and mutates people and kills them. But for a very certain few, you being one of them, they get superpowers. Um, so that's where it kind of starts. And like there's two factions yeah, that I've kind of come across, you know, the the original outriders are all kind of still trying to help and get out and find out what this signal is in the hope that, that um, there's something better out there because at the moment humanity is just heading down the same path very quickly um, of destruction, and then there's the other side that basically just wants to watch the world burn. Um, I mean, they got their wish uh, already. That's something else. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's the basic premise. I'm actually really digging the story. There's a real black sense of humour that goes through it, um, mm. like, uh, I guess, uh, Bulletstorm Bullet had as well. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's a really, really black sense of humour going through it, and I quite get a kick out of that. Um the gameplay is really interesting in that it's a cover shooter, uh, but depending on who you play as, like there's four characters, um, cover shooting may not be your best option. So the, the the idea of this game is you have to kill to heal. Uh, so uh, if you play the Technomancer role, which is a long distance, so any damage you do with your bullets um, heals you a small amount. But if you play one of the other, uh, for example, there's a um, stealthier kind of wizard thing, I don't know, that teleports in and out, and you get your health back for getting in close and killing. Um, And then you also get a shield bonus for doing that too. So there is the cover mechanics there. And if you're playing as the Technomancer where you can kind of build constructs and turrets and stuff like that, that's the way to play. But if you're playing as one of the other classes that's really not going to help you because there are a lot of enemies in this game they will hurt you and if you don't play to your class correctly you're going to die pretty quickly Um, and i really really dug how it changed my thinking with with the cover shooter like covers there to give you a breather but if you're going to heal you need to get in the action you can't hide you can't just take pot shots you got to get in there you should play vanquish (laughs) <laughs> I have played Vanquish. You it does. It some of it reminds me of Vanquish. It's not as quick as Vanquish, though. Um, the other good thing I like about it is there's a real emphasis on using your powers. Uh, in, in other games of this nature, it is going to be a games as a service. Um, so in games like Destiny, um, you, you time you can use your powers is quite long. So you've got quite a long timer on your grenade. You've got quite a long timer on your super. Here, it doesn't seem like that at all. All your powers cycle through fairly quickly. So it's really it really wants you to use those um, the special abilities that you gain. And you actually gain more special abilities than you can map. So it, it once again becomes about creating a character that suits you uh, with the special abilities that you want. There's also a skill tree that actually makes sense in one of these games and an armor system that actually makes sense huh. in one of these games, which is... Strange, because it doesn't usually happen. <laughs> um, Destiny, you you need like a physics degree or something to understand what's going on there half the time. But uh, this is really it's clear. There's some really in-depth skill tree that looks like there's a lot to do. Uh, the story is really interesting. The side missions all seem to have uh, meaning and impact. They're not like just go and shoot five guys sort of side missions. They're actually... Kind of key to the story almost. Um, not the main storyline, obviously, but there's these key characters in them. For example, uh, when you first wake up, there's this captain that kind of throws you out into the wildlands, assuming that the storm's going to kill you. Um, you run across him again, but only in a side mission. Um, so, you know, you might, if you don't do that side mission, you'll never run across that guy again because the side mission results in you, you know, shooting him in the head. Ah, um, oh, okay. Well, yeah, so that, that, there's, there seems to be like a lot of thought into mission structure, into story, into how it's going to work, which once again is is kind of novel for this sort of game. Story tends to be secondary to the, the loop, but it seems like they've placed a real importance on making, like, and you know, it's not going to be a world winning, uh, award-winning story, but to make the, the world work with their setting, to make the story work with what they're putting out, I was actually disappointed when I ran out of time and I was really getting quite involved and, and I came up to the end of the demo and it went, oh, you got to wait. And I went, oh, shit. Damn. I was really enjoying that when it was where it was going. I mean, that's exactly
0: where they... They've got you exactly where they want you then, though.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, with this sort of game, it always comes down to what's going to happen in the end game. You know, mm. what happens after you finish the story. Um, and you can't say from now, but... It is stunning-looking game. It's uh, a lot of fun if you like if you like cover-based shooters. If you liked Gears of War or Bullet Storm, or a combination of the two, this Absolutely is your. Definitely like Bullet Yeah, um, so this is this is your wheelhouse. It does some really cool things with with skills and powers, and and it seems to have taken a lot of the confusion that can be in this sort of genre because of so many different skill trees and, and armor levels and all that sort of stuff so uh, yeah I, i'm quite positive on it um i can see why others wouldn't be you know it's just, it is at its core a cover-based shooter but um you know so if you're really against that then you're not going to enjoy it and if you don't like destiny or anything like that you're probably not going to enjoy it either because it is a games as a service but how I, looty is it, though? It so like, that's, that's my main pet peeve with these. I really... It doesn't seem to be... I It doesn't seem to be over the top. Like, each battle you might, if you're lucky, find one piece of gear, but you tend to find it just at the end of a mission. I like... Or uh, hidden boxes and things like
0: yeah, that. So I, I like actually scourging for stuff and, like, feeling like I earned some armor. and I, Loot games yeah. immediately turn me off because it's just like you're opening the menu to change your gun every, like, 35 seconds. And it's just,
1: no, no, this is definitely not that. I... I probably, you know, once every mission, I'd look at the three or four things I might have grabbed in each mission. Um, mm, yeah, not massive amount, um, but there's also a crafting system which you don't get to play with in the demo because you're picking up a lot of like uh, resources and things. So um, yeah. there's like iron deposits and stuff like that. So because I, I was don't
2: know. gonna just, I was just gonna jump in like your point about being at Looty, like Tim like. If you're using sort of Destiny as the analogy, the analogous sort of parallel here. Yeah. Like, that's not what late-level Destiny is like. No. Like, you don't you don't go through and pick up and change and pick up and change. That's what you do in the early stages when you're still sort of establishing yourself. Which I yourself. clearly
0: never bothered to play past.
2: Yeah, right, right. So that's kind of my, like, so, so where my curiosity is, is like Outriders as a game. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the things that Destiny does well um as a service game is that it offers relatively, you know, varied backgrounds and backdrops for you to sort of travel through. Yeah. Destiny 2 at least it offers um missions that are repetitive that you can redo over and over again so there's the grindy nature of it but it doesn't feel overly grindy it manages that balance between repetitive repetition and fresh like it's got to be fresh enough so you don't get completely bored but it's got to be grindy enough so you know what you're doing it's like service games such as these always ride this really really fine line yeah um of being predictable enough so you know what you're doing but being unpredictable enough so that it's remains that there's some level of you know so uh, freshness to it. To that, so,
1: what this is doing, I, I noticed was really cool. Was it, the world level actually levels up as well mm, mm. with you? And you've got the option if you want the. So that essentially makes everything more difficult um, as you go. Or if you want, you don't. You can say no. I don't want it to do that. I'll just leave it at the lower level. And you get obviously you get higher rewards if you go at a more difficult level. And the, it only becomes available to you once the game basically says you're good enough to handle it um, based on your armor level or or whatever. Mm. Um, So it gives you that option. So you can go back and replay old missions and get new rewards um, at a higher level once you've done the side missions and things like that. You can't redo the story missions that I can tell, but you can redo Mm. the side missions. Um, And like I said, they're quite meaty sort of missions. Um, So... I, I, yeah, like you said, it's hard to say this early on of what's going to happen in the end game, especially with that, you know, where Destiny, you, you get your favorite weapon and you upgrade it and you mod it and you upgrade it some more and kind of it grows with you. Um, whether that sort of going to come into things here, I don't know, but um, it's I, I can see it after a good start. I'm very yeah. keen, keen to see I, I th- what happens yeah. in the end.
2: I think a lot of, like, Games that want to sort of make this bridge between a pure servers game and something that actually tries to tell a narrative and a plot mm. is maintaining that balance because you want to be you want to be engaging throughout yeah. your journey with it, but you also want to have enough stuff at the end
1: so you stick around with it too. Um, and that's where Avengers failed because the story for Avengers was really quite good. I really mm. enjoyed that, but at the end, it was just. Like, what's the point? Like, why would you stick with nothing? Why would you stick with it? Yeah, Mm. like the story was great, and the Kamala Khan angle and all that was a lot of fun. But once you um, finish that, there was nothing else to do. Uh, Yeah, it was just rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. So hopefully, this doesn't fall in that trap because it'd be nice to see something besides Destiny um, in this sort of category that that really does well because nothing else really has. Yeah, and not many. Division, Division has, goes close, but has yeah. has has, its, has, its, has its a ver has a very
2: strong following. Division yeah. two does. Um, I think Ghost Recon Breakpoint is probably gone at this point now, and um, yeah, But I, I can't remember a bunch of others that I used to play. Um, yeah, sort of fell by the wayside. It's like Destiny manages to. F- find that balance between catering to the hardcore end gamers but yep. keeping the the, the narrative f- fresh enough so let's yeah I'm be keen to see what Outriders does past this
1: but yeah I mean the moment to moment gameplay is great and I can't mm. wait to see how it goes against different enemies and you know it looks from the trailers like it's quite a varied backdrops you know like where you're playing in the in the start of the demo is very war torn sort of area so there's lots of browns and grays and stuff but it seems from the the trailers and things that there's lots of like varied landscapes, snow, jungle, mm. you know that mm. sort of thing. Um, seems like there's lots of different enemies as well, and um, the battles against other they call them altered. So they're people that have come out of the storm with the special powers. Um, the battles against the altereds are quite good because it, it you can interrupt their powers with you know powers of your own. So if you just spam all your powers, you may. Uh, miss the chance to interrupt their really powerful one because you don't have your yours is not is still on the you know the timer loop so yep, yep. you know there's there's stru- strategy and things like that that comes into those battles which are more one-on-one style things you know there's mobs around them but really you're just focusing on that that um, the big bad guy and nice. uh, it's 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 quite an entertaining sort of battle like a lot of fun so I, yeah like I said pretty positive on it um there's some you know, quirks and things that you'd expect from a pre-release demo with some lip-syncing issues and, you know, a few clipping issues and stuff like that, but nothing major. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that
2: note, we might just take a break. It, it also make, It's also tempting me to re- this, reinstall Bullet,
0: Bulletstorm, I think. <laughs> Bulletstorm is pretty good. I feel like I've said that That's four pretty times pretty now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah.
2: So with that we'll take a break and when we come back we'll talk about genres new and emerging. To be talking about new genres um we know that genres different genres of games come up all the time and if you've been in the you know in the video gaming world as long as the three of us collectively have you would have seen genres come and go and people get new ideas all the time and new things get uh, get stuck on the wall and some do and some don't and some go on to create even bigger subgenres of their own. So I just wanted to spend a bit of time for us to just muse and mull over the ones that we've seen over the last recent little while, and think about what's appealing to us, what could what could be done to appeal even more, and what would we like to see if we had to imagine completely, out of the blue, a brand new genre of game. Um, I'm going to go to Huzo first your thoughts
1: yes uh well i guess off the top of my head one thing i like that's that's kind of becoming a bit more common is uh it's not necessarily a genre as such but it's a it's a mechanic and that's using time in interesting mm. ways um it seems to be becoming uh more and more of a thing like it even going back to prince of persia when it started using the rewind mechanic uh in prince of persia that was probably the first real notable instance of it but since then, it seems it seems to be slowly getting more and more. And there's been some really interesting uses of it recently. There was a an, an indie RPG called Iron Danger, where uh, you, the combat system was based around heartbeats and the time it took for each heartbeat. And then you could rewind time and change your moves based on how many heartbeats it took to do a, a certain thing. And it was a really interesting use of time as, as a, as a a I guess, a mechanic or, or a construct within video games. It looks like Deathloop is another one that's going to mm. use time in a really interesting way. Uh, I hope it's more than just another roguelike, um, mm. because speaking of new genres, like roguelikes are flooding the market right now. That's the old and there oldest are of genres. Very, and I don't yeah. There's some very, 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 very good ones. Don't get me wrong. Like Hades and... Death Cells. Uh, Dead Cells. Dead Cells and... Uh, are, are really good, uh, but like there's a lot of ones that are just okay. I, I think, I hope Deathloop is more than that, and it's probably why I'm not so keen on Returnal, which is another one that seems to be using a rogue like yeah, loop.
0: Returnal but, looked uh, super cool until I heard the word rogue like, and I immediately yeah. was like, "Yeah,
1: yeah." So, <laughs> I, I mean, it's- I hope Death Loop uses that time kind of mechanic really well, and I, I really like it when. Games get creative with time. Um, hmm. Prey did it really well in the ending with the ending and, and how it mix, mixes up your perceptions. Uh, you know, it's scary. It's, it's a really cool thing to play with, and I know that it t- people are afraid of using time because it creates, I guess, plot holes. Essentially, you know, video
0: games should not. Time. Let's be let's be clear. There is such a thing as a really good video game story. There are several that exist, but in general, video game, big budget video games have B horror movie level scripts.
1: Exactly, and they shouldn't be worried about time, you know, quandaries and and, and paradoxes and all those. It kind could be of difficult to program those, but <laughs> it would be. Uh, but I like even the si- a simple thing as using time as a uh, kind of help mechanic in games like Forza, like having a rewindability in a racing game makes racing games instantly more accessible to the general public, you know? Um, Definitely re- so, more realistic ones in particular where the
0: smallest mistake.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and then it could mean all your work for, you know, a 10-minute race has gone down the toilet because you slightly misjudged the, the last bend. Uh, and that's endlessly frustrating. And I'm sure many have put games down because of that. Um, so, so using time in that rewind function uh, is is fantastic. I, I just like to see what developers can do, creative developers can do with with time in yeah. general. I can't engagement. believe he I did you did not mention know, Titanfall God. two at all. Oh, Titanfall two, yeah, cause and effect, like just brilliantly put together level once again using two time periods at the same time. Uh, what else? Did the that, medium, Dishonored two, and the medium. It's <laughs> kind of that's at the same time in different planes, yeah. But, um, yeah. I was actually going to say, like, Dishonored like, Two does it.
2: Listen to you talking about it this way, actually reminds me of a game that a couple of us—well, not us—Nathan um, has been very hot on recently, and I think Stephen Del Prado has recently picked up Thirteen Sentinels:
1: Aegis Rim. Yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't, I haven't played it yet. Well, and you got um, some
0: near um, heritage there, so yes, I am. Yeah, curious. well,
2: it's it's a game by VanillaWare, and it's it's got mechs in it, so. You know, You're I'm, in. Yeah, I'm in. But it's also you've got like 13 different characters, and the stories play out in a non-linear fashion. Okay, so you cool. keep jumping back and forth between characters and care You know, yeah, and at different time periods because, well, another way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and apparently, it all just sort of kind of ties together like in different overlapping ways and you follow one character sort of through line and they intersect with the 13 with the other characters at multiple so it's not like time specifically in that using it as a mechanic but it just weaving you know weaving multiple you know threads and plot lines in a way that as you're playing through comes to you in a non-linear fashion, but as yep. you sort of build the puzzle in your head and you build the picture in your head, like every little piece just adds another, like, Oh, I don't understand what's going on here. And it, it's not quite the same thing <clears throat> as what you're talking about, but
1: it just sprang. No, the it, it is. Like, it's still using like, I think video games have this amazing canvas to get creative with stuff like that. Mm, you know, mm. they don't have to live by the rules of cinema. They don't have to get a story done in two hours. Yep. They've got this kind of blank canvas to go nuts. Um, uh, yeah, why and, not? And, you know, absolutely. And it doesn't need to have like
2: your opening, middle, and end. Like you don't. It's not everything is non-linear. Like you don't have to follow everything.
1: The upcoming um, yeah. 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 one I'm really thinking of is twelve minutes. Mm. Um, and that made me think of this in general and it looks... you play the same 12 minutes over and over again making uh, different decisions each time to hopefully solve what happens so the story is you start out in in the first time you play it in 12 minutes you get up out of Bath you go and have dinner with your wife for your anniversary by the end of the 12 minutes she's dead and you're being charged with her murder so you have to replay that 12 minutes uh, until you can stop the murder or solve the crime or you know uh, so it's it's coming out it's got a great voice cast like Daisy Ridley is the voice uh, and I think there's someone else pretty famous in it um, but yeah it's an indie game coming I think to Xbox and PC but it, mm-hmm. it, that's once again using that kind of groundhog day scenario in a, in a really cool way yeah but yeah time it's fun play with it
0: yeah. Him? man this this whole topic just made me feel old like because <laughs> you, you think of some stuff that you think is new or is like a new resurgence and realize that was literally years and years ago so the whole you know the souls like that's the yeah. thing i've seen come about that holy shit that was dark demon souls came out fucking 2010 or whenever maybe even earlier <laughs> Um, the thing about like, um, I'm blinking on the term, like MOBAs as well, it's like, oh wait, that's not new anymore either, that's almost no. actually been and gone.
1: Auto Chess, that was one, <laughs> it's from last year at least, or late 2019.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, is Auto Chess still a thing?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Kind of, it's not the <laughs> thing it would have
1: been. No. it missed that boat
0: I do we think battle I mean I actually don't really care for that much I, I, I'm fascinated by the how big battle royale has come and it's such a weird thing to think of as a genre because it started yeah. in its logical form I guess with shooting people because that's how video games start these days and like it's even in freaking Tetris now I think like Final Fantasy yeah. 7 has been updated to include a friggin' battle royale and it just reminds me of like playing um kill the deal with a pill like at camps when I was in high school
1: Yep, Or capture the flag it, it, or It's funny. It's one of those ones like that uh, seems every game has to have it these days and almost none of them do well.
0: It's because <laughs> like, people in the it's because people making the decisions are just looking at the big successes and not considering
1: Yeah. Or listening to They're looking to at Fortnite else. and they're looking at Apex and Call of Duty and going, "Hey, these games are enormous." And what PUBG. about the nineteen yeah. other ones? And PUBG or well, PUBG's kind of fallen by the wayside. That's how uh, enormous the others are. Um, but yeah, they look at it and go, Oh, we can do that, but they can't. Like you can't you can't compete against that.
0: I mean you can no, do it, but yeah. even if you do it well at this point, you're not guaranteed you. No. You'd yeah. have to be I mean, super it's outstanding. It's interesting because I've been
2: spending quite a bit of time with Apex recently over the last three weeks. Mm. And yeah, it wasn't a genre I thought I would gravitate to because it's, you know, it's a multiplayer shooter. It's got it's a huge map, um, but there's just something there's just something real simple to understand about battle royale.
0: Games. Yeah, it, it's just, it's because I feel like I literally played it running around as a fifteen year old. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 more. Yeah,
0: yes, but it's
2: like. You know if I'm thinking about shooters that I've been playing that I've played recently like you've got your character shooters like overwatch and all of that stuff and arena shooters like like or, or like multi-competitive shooters like counter-strike and that sort of thing and they all sort of boil down to not that's that's too reductionist but
0: I see where you're going a- though if you're if you're actually killing people it would be last man standing
2: it's just a very easy concept to understand Battle Royale. You just want to be the last man, last person standing. And you don't necessarily need to be good at shooting to be the last person standing. You just need to be the last person standing. <laughs> you just need to have fair whack of luck and... You yeah. Know. And there's enough variety and variability to make each different... Uh, Each different um, play experience, just a little bit different, just a little bit like off kilter enough to be fresh. Again, like you know, we we talked about games as a service near the very at the very start of this uh, this episode. Um, But having predictability while keeping it fresh is one of like I think I feel like the mainstays for for um, multiplayer games. Like, you want to know what you're doing, you want to know what mistakes you've made, but also you don't want to have it to be, like, so static that it's the same every time, the same outcome every time. And Battle Royale just sort of easily sidesteps that by offering one big, gigantic map that is always the same, but different depending on where you land on it. Yeah.
1: And then the lack of loot drops and
2: the lack of loot drops, but you kind of know enough about the loot drops to figure out what you like and don't like. Yeah. And you kind of know what to expect, but you kind of don't as well. You know, it's, it's, it's writing that line that makes it accessible and just easy to understand. Just be the last person, just be the last person. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I thought about this, this genre myself, but this, this topic myself, but, um, I haven't really thought of like I was gonna go of roguelikes and you've already brought it up. <laughs> Sorry, and that's
0: more. Um, and again, that's that started like ten years reason. ago at
1: least. And then it was yeah. also like Metroidvania titles. They were. Oh, that's when I'm happier, and
0: that was when I'm happy to see, like, because actually, the reason I have a um, I have the oldest of Epic accounts because they put I forgot what it's called Shadow something Shadow, Shadow Complex. Complex. Up yeah. for free, in like two thousand eight or some shit. With I still yeah. haven't played it. <laughs> that's, that's, it's, that's, good. it's good. I, I understand Australia. that. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, well, I still think it's good because that, that genre has, has seen such resurgence that so the, the mm. tent the poles may have actually moved.
1: I don't know that it has. I think it's still a very good. I think there's a good chance it's not it not still a very still long very one. But it's a bit, it's the t- type of genre that like as you can go back and play Super Metroid today, and it's still a good bloody game. You can go and play Symphony of Night today, and it's a still a good bloody just game. Need, mm.
0: Symphony of Night just needs a better map. I was yeah. deep into that a few years ago
1: on Vita, and at some point I just couldn't figure out where I needed to go anymore. Yeah. I mean, they all could do with some quality of life stuff, but yeah, I mean, they're still good games. I yeah. think that, ge- that, that genre holds up pretty well. Yeah
2: one of the game genres that i do enjoy um and it's sort of i'm going to be mishmashing as several games together but it's all sort of tied into sort of exploration slow paced like games like no man's sky where you kind of
0: i on principle love no man's sky
2: yeah, okay. and crafting games in
0: general. Like no the thing is I don't like crafting. Like, I like I like the like the lonely exploration. And then the crafting yeah, yeah, got yeah, too yeah. in-depth and I was stranded and I didn't want to hook mm. up the wiring and that's literally what like kind of bounced me off it. Yeah,
2: so so there is that as well. So th- th- that's why I'm saying it's, it's a mishmash of several things together. There is the exploration part of it and tangled together with the crafting part of it, tangled with the survival part of it. I think that's actually quite an interesting space where... Mm there's quite a lot of stuff coming out that's that's sure. varied and different enough.
1: Valheim, everyone's talking about that at the moment. Yeah, that's right. It seems to fall in that. And I'm playing Dismantle, which is another early access game. And it's it's fantastic. Like I really didn't like Don't Starve. And I wasn't much on No Man's Sky either, to be honest. But this mm. Dismantle, it seems to just have the balance right to keep me interested. You know, it always seems you're just out of reach of that next item that you can craft or the next upgrade to one of your pieces of gear and and it kind of it's like that perpetual carrot on a stick that's always just out of reach um Mm. and it's balanced really well in that way and it's kind of got this cool kind of cartoony sort of vibe to it which which makes it easy to handle i guess but yeah, uh, Valheim. I know, especially. I haven't got to it yet. It's one of those ones I want to get to, but everyone's raving about it at the moment. And they sold yeah, like
0: five million cool. copies or some shit of that oh, already.
1: Ridiculous! They had three three hundred thousand concurrent users or something. That's nuts. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and sort of together with that genre of game is also all the construction games. Yeah. So like Minecraft kicked up, kicked off, obviously quite a quite a revolution God. if you like and but minecraft is also like 10 years old now at least how old is it at least yeah um yeah at least but, i have the whole like effect what's it satisfactory yeah like
0: those genre area dragon terraria. crest builders yeah which is actually quite charming i quite liked i really wish that minecraft had come out when i was like 12 years old <laughs> I, I would have loved there. it yeah, but I was almost 30 by the
1: time that thing rolled over. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no. I, I don't get the point personally but I'm not a creative person. I admit that. Uh, like,
0: What about a shared love of stunts? I made so many tracks in that game. Yeah.
1: It's a bit different. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it, it's this phenomenon, right? Minecraft. Yeah. like There's nothing else Well, like it. It, it. it came out at a time when
2: it's like hey, look at what we can do and we're just making this literally a sandbox. Like when people mm. when people say sandbox games, that's what I imagine. Like it's it's literally just here. Are these building blocks, just have at them, and from there you see people come up with like, oh, I guess I'll make like a functioning computer mm. with all with its own logics. And,
1: yeah, yeah. And or I'll I, recreate Hogwarts or some shit.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> and then from there you see games like like I said, like Satisfactory and fact. Totem, Factorium, Factorium. Factorio, Factorio. Yeah, one and of things the, like that where engineering becomes like the key part of it, and then things like Kerbal Space Program.
1: Okay. Kerbal
0: is a mind like screw, man. Oh, that's, I, could, I, I bounced cannot, off that pretty hard. It's just that game it's too, is it's, intense. Yeah, it's too it much. Is, it's too much. It's 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 too much. It's too much. Oh, for the right people like, if if that was your mind space. Everything, Yeah. If that was like Yeah, I could I can like I don't think I'll ever get into Kerbal, but I can fully appreciate why the people who get into Kerbal are into Kerbal.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like oh, people absolutely. that get into Eve and, and stuff like that. You know, that it's a certain type of person yeah. that gets into a game like that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's like that that whole like where genre sub genre of games where creativity and construction and engineering is prized mm. and and held up as that this is the point of the game the point of the game is for you to make
0: shit it's nice to see yeah. a move towards making as opposed to destroying all the time actually yeah <clears throat> yeah although actually if you think yeah. about it back when warcraft first came out um i may have mentioned this in the podcast at some point in the past but we had a de- we just had a demo which i think gave you like one or two orc missions one or two human missions and my brother and I, we would both go and kill all but one of the AI yeah. and then just build our biggest little medieval towns <laughs> I just yeah, rip all those I trees know, off the map. I know people who play, like, Fallout
1: 4 mm. and just spend their time building towns. Yeah, creating a whole, like, working civilization almost. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Some of the Fallout ones are, are just mental. Like, I... I was really I played Fallout 4 like I played Fallout 3 in New Vegas which which is missing that whole part of the game that a heap (laughs) of people really really that whole part of that game maybe should have been a separate game even possibly well they tried to do it I think with Fallout 76
0: yeah well okay yeah
2: Yeah.
1: that's apparently come a long way and I actually uh, said recently to the PR that I'd be willing to look at that again and see what's happened since but you know, yeah. I think um, one of the genres I guess I'd love to see come back is more like two of my favorite games as kids were The Incredible Machine and Lemmings
0: I remember yeah. reading about The Clemi- Incredible Machine I definitely remember playing
1: Lemmings yeah so The Incredible Machine was essentially a Rune Goldberg machine maker and you had certain parts of uh, in your inventory and you had to use those parts to create a machine that would get the ball from point A to point B or to you know snip the wire and let the balloon pop in the right area or something like that you know um, so it was making a really convoluted machine with the bits you had that achieved an end goal and it was it was I really really dug that and I really dug lemmings you know they were both puzzle games they were both you know short contained levels with clever, solutions and not necessarily you could quite often come up with multiple solutions. Actually, did yeah. Lemmings have a
0: rewind function? Maybe that's your first
2: time. You know,
1: it had, no. It had a fast forward function. Uh, yeah, a fast forward
2: function, I think you've got a reset yeah. function that
1: you start from the front, like start yeah. all right. over again. But you had a fast forward because you know, once you'd found the solution, right. you could just press fast forward. It could. And jam it but
0: also it. it could use it if you like started laying that bridge like two pixels in the wrong spot. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to see someone tackle something like that again, like like they, a dumb AI, what, AI guiding simulator.
0: Is, they released yeah. a smartphone one
1: a few years ago, I think. But I it was kind of all
0: monetized and screwed up. Like there hasn't been a real effort. mobile games. It needs yeah. to be PC based, I guess. Now that Sony just cause Sony seems to be the one publishing it. I, I get Arisignosis oh, wipeout. Sony right, they actually so effectively own the guys. I guess it's their property yeah, I now. Think so. If Sony is starting to actually do stuff on PC, maybe we will see it. Incentive for a proper lemmings. Mm.
1: A proper lemmings. Like five thing. years yeah. from now, though,
0: I don't think it's happening. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But they were well, fantastic.
2: All right. I mean, th- this that's a good note for us to sort of start wrapping up on, like, Tim, what type of genre would you like to see
0: come back or reinvented? Or... A couple of observations. One is, I uh, think of being like weird, like, even if they haven't always suited me, I've kind of enjoyed the growing existence of what I'll call just the mundane job simulator. yeah yeah and sometimes that branches off like the farming i would hate to be a farmer but i loved playing stardew valley um
2: yeah i was wondering when when you were going to slide in stardew valley i thought like this if anything else this topic was a perfect time to talk about stardew valley
1: again stardew valley is
0: not new anymore it's like
1: no and there's been a couple of knockoffs there's been like like several uh, some of them i think are even okay i think graveyard keepers
0: pretty good and like harvest moon never actually went away it's just stardew valley did it better for a while
1: yeah
0: um the thing that gets me i think with this whole genre thing is a lot of my favorite games ever if i really sat down and like knuckled out my top 10 almost half of that lists would be games that i wish had become genres i never did so mm-hmm. I never got more games like Shenmue. I thought this was maybe where the future game oh. is going and like... <laughs> I never
1: got more games like Nights. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frankly,
0: um, I would say the same. And that, to rub salt so, so into the wound and I've maybe done it to myself by volunteering for the review for this, like about... So we got Knights Journey of Dreams back on the Wii and it wasn't terrible but it has some terrible bits in it which are these kind of like underbaked platforming bits and the bits that nobody liked and it now seems that um, Oshima and Naka have gotten together and, like, really evoked Knights again and made a game, based on the demo at least, around the platforming bits of that game that nobody <laughs> wanted. Um, But to my knowledge, like there was, like, a Little Mermaid game, I think, that kind of, like, followed the Knights formula. But that was it. Like, there is literally nothing else that really works yeah, with that. Um, Jet Set Radio as well. Like, there's a game called Bomb Rush Cyberpunk Cyberfunk, Ooh, coming out in that. a year or that two. Looks... And it looks super cool. But, like, again, that is... There's no... Like, if I want to play something like Jet Set Radio, I have to play Jet Set Radio. You could play Sunset Overdrive.
1: Mm.
0: Actually, to be fair, I did buy that recently. I still have not played it. I don't know if it's going to be quite the same Which I expect what's going to happen is it's going to be different enough that 10 years from now, I'm going to want to play something like Sunset Overdrive.
1: <laughs> Sunset Overdrive is very different than Jet Set Radio. It's, it's got some similarities in movement, but that's about it. Yeah. Um... I, I, well, we're almost getting a stunts revival with the new Hot Wheels game, hopefully. So that's something.
0: Yeah, that was like a whole genre. Like, I, I wasn't aware of how many of those games there were until, like, I got yeah. older and started researching it. Just stunts was the best one. Yeah. Of 40 Sports Racing, if you're the one person in Australia who actually bought the retail. They bought it. <laughs> <laughs> that, I still think that was, I don't know why they changed it, because, how much did I feel like my my... My, it was, like, just the pirated version of that game was rampant in my dad's office in, like, 1993 or whenever. I think everyone had a
1: pirated cover. Um,
0: Well, like, the reason is, like, st- he actually de- he bought an alternate stun-driving game that just wasn't as good and deleted stunts from my yeah. computer and, like, we just hated it. It, it really was not as good because he couldn't find stunts to buy because nobody knew its real fucking name. <laughs> if they'd just called it stunts in Australia, they probably would have sold the next 100,000 copies.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep.
2: You know, like one genre that I, we've seen a bit of a resurgence of of space games recently. Mm, um, space shooters. Hmm. Yeah, um, but I, there's still something that I wish that I th- that I think space games don't don't really capture very well, or if they capture it, it's boring. Like I want Firefly the game, mm. like Firefly the show where there's so much of it is about sort of the mundane and the everyday moments and the quiet moments in between gun shoots and everything and trawling through space, listening to space cow Western music, like cowboy Western music. But then there are games that have tried to do that, and turns out that the bits between are really, really, really boring.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how do you capture tedium and not yeah. make it tedious you know like, like
2: <laughs> so I haven't yet come across a space game that's made the mining bits fun mm. that's made the 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 whole logistics part of picking up cargo
0: and selling cargo fun mm. I think that that really for that it would a lot of it would just be nailing the atmosphere well, I like just making kind you kind of, of want to I, chill while you're doing this.
2: Yeah, kind of, not really. Yeah, yeah. Th- this there's part of it is there's definitely that part of it, but I haven't seen a game that has done that part successfully. Like Rebel Galaxy was was trying its very best to be that. A lot of people liked that. And it it was pretty decent, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I re- I preferred Rebel Galaxy Outlaw over the first Rebel Galaxy quite a bit more. But even then, like after a while, it got tedious having to jump to Stargate, to Stargate, just mm. to get from one place to another. It became,
1: yeah, tedious. Like, I, actually yeah. tedious. I think you need to keep an eye on Everspace too. Yeah? Yeah. From uh-huh. what I've played of it so far, it may just be your thing. All right. Mm. And I'm, that's why I'm actually really
2: curious about Starfield. Yeah. Like, like one reason why I like those, those Elder Scrolls games is that even though you're sort of walking from one town to another, you're still sort of in an environment that's, you know, relatively pleasing to look at to to be in. But in space, it's just like black. It's nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: not visually interesting the way that Oblivion was, or 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 Fallout, Skyrim yeah. was, or, or Fallout. Yeah, just yeah. just those quiet moments are just not as not as interesting. Um. Yeah, I think on I think on that note we'll probably wrap up here. Um, thank you all very much for joining us this episode of the Pixelcast. Um, Matthew, where can people find you? What can what should we pay attention to? What's coming up on the site? All of that.
1: Uh, find me at huso81 on Twitter or player2au, of course. Uh, big news is in first. People will know of it is here on the Pixelcast. I like to do these announcements. Uh, we're doing another charity event. It's a bit smaller. It's only if you happen to be in Canberra and listening to this. But we're doing it's a pretty narrow net sho- there. But. It is. Yeah. But we're doing a movie showing of Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, proceeds are going to the Terry busy Foundation. So yeah, we've booked out the cinema. Um, That's cool. That's going to be twenty five dollars a ticket. It'll get you a drink and popcorn and uh, there'll be lucky door prizes of games and things as well Dude,
0: can you plug video Thanks. games into the cinema because that would frankly be kind of awesome
1: <laughs> maybe that's something we can ask them about. like but that would legit be awesome like
0: I'm not actually joking here that would be fucking
1: yeah. incredible can
2: you put in some Mortal Kombat to play on like, yeah, the- well, that would be amazing
1: I was amazing. Actually trying to get a double feature of the original and the new one Thought that would have been really no cool put the game on instead just in. put the
0: latest version of the game on that would be fucking
2: <laughs> no you need but, to yeah. put up you need to put up the best Mortal Kombat game, Deadly Alliance. No, Ken. No. I just realise you can't it's hear no. a facepalm face
0: palm over a podcast. No, Ken.
2: I just I know it's not the best, but I just love it so much.
1: But yeah, so that's cool. We're doing that. It's another it's gonna be an easy fun, and if it goes off well, we're probably planning on doing a few more, um, because it's a good a good quick fundraiser that we can do for the foundation. But yeah.
2: Sounds good. Tim, where can people find you on the internet? I mean, and anything to
0: plug? I am at PretendBeard on Twitter. I'm hopefully in the second half of this year actually gonna have time to start writing stuff again. I've maybe shot myself in the foot by volunteering for some reviews that I'm not so sure I'm gonna enjoy as much as I would hope. Uh, yeah,
1: Bell and Wonderland's a... yeah, you can have that. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna get any. <laughs> no one's gonna fight you for it. It it's
0: yeah. destined for me. Even this friggin' little a a the a- <laughs> anyway you can find
2: me at pixel hunt on twitter and i don't have anything coming up on the site any t- at the moment so
1: he's gonna do a three-player apex legend video so watch out for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> mm. i'll circle round back to you about that yeah yeah <laughs>